Hello, hello, and welcome to the Lost Archives for episode six. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, indeed. Whoa, My name is Owen. I'm the dungeon master for our campaign, The Tyranny of Dragons. However, this campaign, as you all know, is about the players who will introduce themselves and their characters right now. Hey there, this is Simon. I'm playing your boy Lil Tix, uh, the lovely little gnome man who uh, has gotten awful hairy lately. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Claire, I'm playing Mira, who's a dragonborn sorcerer. She's half red dragon, half silver dragon. And lately she's sticking sticking her neck out a little bit too far, I think. She's being a very stealthy woman. Very stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm playing Azure, uh, the protector Azimir monk. Um, it's gotten a little bit more uh, angel-like in the last the last episode but we'll see what happens further as we uh as we progress hello everyone i'm jared i'm playing the character of emric um in a way he is sort of the polar opposite of um azua he's a bit more turning devilish every day well maybe not devilish he's definitely an asshole though <laughs> is that the character or the play? Yeah, yeah. So, Whoa so, there! So, so, uh, oh, yeah. shade! Um, hey there, oh. I'm, I'm very nice. You're a delight. Um, you're all delight. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank everyone who's been listening to the podcast and clearly who've been sharing it with their friends. Thank you so much. Um, we hit 400 as of an hour ago, 400 listeners. So thank you so much. Bring that first on time, us. First time I'm telling these guys. Um, well, really, really exciting. Uh, yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Hey, the best way that you can support us, keep listening if you're enjoying it. Keep sharing it with your friends. Um, hit that like and subscribe button. I did it. I said I wouldn't, <laughs> but I did. Um, no, keep keep on listening. And if you've got any comments, anything you want to say to us, um, hit us up on YouTube in the comment section. Otherwise, um, I'm going to be putting up a Twitter feed uh, in the next couple of days. Feel free to chase us down on Twitter. If you've got any questions about how we're doing things, some of the custom rules, please feel free to hit us up. Um, I'm going to be doing a video on some of the homebrew rules that we're doing. I know I keep saying that. I am going to do it um, because I'm sure some of you are now aware that Melbourne and Victoria as a whole having a bit of a bit of a bit of an issue at the moment with uh, coronavirus. So I think we're going to have a lot more free time to do things like that in the next little bit. Um, so anyone who's free to join me out of the players, we'll just do a, a really quick sort of overview of each of the homebrew rules that we're doing. Um, yeah, we can take you guys through that. So if you've got any questions or requests, chuck them up on that Twitter feed and we'll we'll get to them and, and answer your questions. But I think we're going to jump into the adventure. And as you all know, our adventure began in the bustling merchant city of Oxenford at the Lodge of the League of Adventurers, an organization of explorers, mercenaries, and heroes. Our members of the Tempest Adventuring Guild, Mira, Emric, Azua, and Wiltix, have traveled to the town of Green Nest, just as a blue dragon, kobolds, bandits, were sacking the settlement. After assisting the town's guard um, and fending off a lot of these attackers, a large blue dragonborn, Langdadrosa, uh, a character Mira had known from her uh, childhood, offered to trade some captive villagers in exchange for a champion's challenge, a sacred rite where two fighters battle for honor and glory. Emric took up this challenge but was bested by Langdadrosa's furious attacks and a lack of spell slots. Uh, <laughs> you bet me to it. <laughs> as Whose the raiders, fault was that? Yeah, it was my fault. Uh, as the raiders, <laughs> as the raiders departed, Langdrosa had offered Mira a chance to join the order, the, the cult, uh, which she refused. 
After recovering in the keep, the party were met by Nessim, a monk who'd been travelling with uh, Leosin, a friend or, or brother of Azur. We're still sort of figuring out where he sits. Azur hasn't shared exactly the connection he has with this, uh, this individual, um, who it turns out had been captured by the Order. They followed the trail left by the cults, uh, talked their way past some straggling members, um, and dealt with the rear guard who were uh, setting up camp between some bluffs. Um, they were able to defeat this rear guard, take their clothes and weapons as disguises, and infiltrated the camp. Uh, pretending to be this rear guard, which was a very, very clever ploy to get past them. They learned that three mercenary companies, the Red Suns, the Green Heart, and another unknown group had joined with the cult. After locating Leosin, bound to a stake at the back of the camp, the party have developed a complex plan involving distraction and fire to attempt to rescue him. The plan, however, has developed a slight hitch. After Mira was recognised by some of the cultists, Langdedrosa has been alerted to her presence, and Wiltix and Azua, literally the last thing that just happened, uh, they spotted him leaving a large tent and mutter under his breath, Ah, Mira, now what are you up to? With a slight smile playing across his muzzle. And that is where we left things previously, and I'm going to bring you guys straight back across to the map. We're going to jump straight back into where we were before um, to see what we are going to be doing with... Uh, with the issue that you guys are currently facing. Uh, let's drop you guys there. Alrighty. Perfect, so I've just zoomed out a little bit on the map um, for uh, YouTube watchers so that you can see where all the characters are located. Basically, the way that things have been set up is the Raider camp is nestled uh, on a bit of a, a um, gap between two rather large plateaus. Uh, and right at the very back of the camp is where this large command tent that um, Langdodrosa stepped out of from, and as well as a cave that the party had seen um, a number of wagons and a number of goods being transported into what they suspect is probably the location where most of the loot taken from Green Nest has been moved to. Um, they also uh, have spotted uh, Leosin bound at the very back of the camp behind a group of tents that contain a number of other prisoners as well. Um, so currently Azua and Wiltix are hiding behind this group of smaller, more ramshackle tents which house the prisoners, uh, only about 15-20 feet away from where Leosin is currently tied up, um, there we go. Uh, tied to this large crossbeam stake. Mira is currently located a little bit further to the north of the camp, uh, right up in the north central area, um, hiding behind some large tents which had housed members of the Order, members of the cult, and underneath a watchtower. Uh, located on one of the bluffs uh, jutting out into the middle of the camp. Emric had chosen to ingratiate himself with the mercenaries and to move through the camp drinking and telling stories, something he was actually rather successful with. Um, but the last rolls that all the party did were some incredible stealth rolls. So as far as you guys know, you haven't been spotted. You haven't been... Um, no one's been alerted well. to your presence apart from well. apart from Mira, who um, went and chatted to some to some guards... Uh, at the cavern entrance and basically just revealed like hey there's a special really like unique looking silver and red dragonborn here who's like saying <laughs> yep, suspicious shit thank you wow yeah um yep. what would you guys like to do did you want to quickly run through your plan again so what we can do is we can quickly pause time so that you guys yep. can quickly talk through what your plan was in case people well, have gotten from the last episode i think our plan was that you three were going to go down and free the prisoner while Emmerich was going to start causing a bit of a ruckus, a um, bit of a distraction, um, and sort of draw more attention up to the north and the south. 
Yeah, um, I think that was like the main crux of it. But then we we're also going to cause a uh, bit of a fire ruckus, hopefully attributed to the uh, raucous drinking. Yes, it could and, definitely uh, come about. That or I was thinking uh, a big brawl could erupt soon. Oh, fantastic. So which it, could cause the fire. Which, uh, and guards, not guards are going to have to probably come over to the, the brawl and break it up. So that might alleviate some of the pressure off you guys. But Mira did try some sneaky things. Try to um, find some um, cool items that the priest... Uh, was like was stolen from the priest. Yeah, but unfortunately, that might that might have bit us in the bum a little bit. I am I am hidden though, <laughs> so I am hidden behind those tents, and I'm just kind of waiting yes. for your signal. You are so currently the only people who know about Langdadrosa are Azua and Wiltix, um, Emric and Mira. You have no idea about this uh, no. because of the distance you are from the tent, as well as the positioning. Like there are many tents in the way, structures, people. Um, even though Langdadrosa is like seven feet tall and stands out um, a bit far away for you guys. Oh, 100%. No, I would not know he was there. No. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll literally jump into that exact second where Langdadrosa steps out, looks around, says his line about what Mira's up to. Uh, and then he, along with this uh, cultist here, begin to walk back towards the cavern entrance. And at this point, it looks like all four of these here are in a very intense conversation. So Langdadrosa is talking to the two, um, sorry, the three, sorry, the three uh, cultists, the three members of the order. Um, and he's got his back currently turned to Azua and Wiltix. Um, <clears throat> I'll uh, bend down to Wiltix and uh, do we see this? Can we see it from where we... Yep, yep absolutely. Yep. Yeah, you guys can absolutely see this. So I just turned down and I whispered, I was like, I think they've, uh, I think they've worked out who, uh, asked the question. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> look like Mira's, uh, ploy worked very well. No, no, in hindsight, the, uh, the one dragon that we have in our, uh, group probably shouldn't have been trying to convince the rest to, uh, <laughs> get away. Um, do we want to try and take this opportunity now to, uh, to get your friend while, uh, Landedros is, uh, in conversation? Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, uh, I don't know if it's dark enough. They might. Uh, they might. They're, they're effectively looking right at us. What oh, time is it? True. What, what time, time is it? it? Actually, Owen? Yeah. Very good question. Uh, the sun is currently just starting to set over the top of one of the plateaus because this is in a gap between two rather large mountainous plateaus. Um, it's probably only about sort of four thirty-five o'clock, but the sun has now cast quite large shadows as it sinks behind one of the major, um, one of the main plateaus. You guys are in like a, a dusk style darkness a dusk level of darkness sun's getting real low big guy um need to sun's getting real low big guy <laughs> sun's getting That's real it. low yeah. you know this is the best time you know it's magic hour yeah it's golden hour it's golden hour <laughs> it's either now it's either now or 3am um, yeah. you, oh, you see the kangaroos start to run across the across the roads it's like oh damn it yeah sorry I just very relatable for most of our international yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that just gave it away, didn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> um, oh, with so, my minor illusion, can I ask, yes. I know it's a five-foot cube, yes. but am I able to uh, squish slash stretch that so it would be like a very flat screen? 
So you, you're really limited to the five foot cube, unfortunately. So you can make any shape within that five foot cube. So it's less about making a full five foot cube. It's more about that's the limits, the boundaries of the of the shape. Um, but what you can do, you would know after casting this, you've, you've used this before during the interrogation. As long as you can put something to fill the bottom half or the top half or, or the side halves, you can make do. Like you can do enough of a deception that it, um, you can fill in the space. So for example, when you guys did the interrogation, you just changed, you just did an illusion for Azua's face to make it look like a mask. Um, so you, yeah, you might have to be a little bit creative with it, but um, yeah. Are you, are you thinking that uh, we, could you minor illusion uh, the prisoner well, on the, on the, uh, on the, on the, on the cross or whatever. Yeah, uh, your and then we can uh, switch him over. But uh, I can only create an illusion so so large. I mean, la large for me, but uh, not so large for everyone else. Um, what um, are there any carts or anything nearby you think we could slightly use to obscure the uh, the view of the the prisoner? Do you want to make uh, me a perception check, and I'll, I'll give you a little bit more information about the area you guys are both in, I'll, and Azura, if you want to help him. Um, yep, yeah, I'll give you advantage. Beautiful, yeah, Wiltix, you can roll perception check with advantage. Oh, lucky you had advantage. First roll's an eight. Uh, yeah. Nice. 15's good. Um, yeah, so the tents that you guys are currently hiding behind seem to be mostly areas to keep prisoners and workers. Um, it looks like the Order use prisoners to help dig out sections, break rocks, clean armor, clean weapons, under very close supervision for the weapons, and they are handcuffed for that. Um, but they're used for, for manual labor, basically like slaves. Um, what you can see is there is a cart located behind the back of one of the tents. It looks like it was originally used to shovel um, or move rocks from one location to another, and, and one of the prisoners has left it here. Um, you can see there are a couple of prisoners tied up inside the main tent behind you, this 15-foot um, wide tent. The rest are much smaller, only about 5-10 feet. But this one directly uh, where you guys are, there are two prisoners currently tied up. Both look to be... Uh, Perception 15. Both look to be either unconscious or dead. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Well, well, uh, well I, I know this is morbid, Wiltix, but we could uh, take one of those prisoners that uh, life has left them and uh, switch him out for uh, our friend on the cross. And uh, with your minor illusion, we could just cover his face. That, that should was cover a, that, us for. That's an idea. Um, depending on how long it would take us. Otherwise. If we use the cart and leave it in front of uh, in front of your friend, that might cover the lower half of his body and like an illusion, an image of the top half. So, I will quickly say because you would know how this spell works, Wiltix. If your mm -hmm. plan is to replace him with a minor illusion, oh no no, not, not replace, just an image. Oh of cool, him. he's obviously Perfect, yeah. flat on the cross. I was just awesome. hoping to do a uh, yeah, no, so at least good. people further all because I'm assuming just looking from the map here and people that are yeah. listening instead, our character is what in the south-east-ish yep, of the exactly map. right. Yep. And I'm assuming that there's a good 40, 50 feet away from any other real guards that are probably probably in the area, at least. I mean, so Yeah, so I've put people on relevant who, who you need to be aware of. So the main tent is obviously quite heavily guarded, but they're mainly yeah. focused on the main tent. Um, and this exactly. group here, uh, over by the cave, which is the combination of Langdodrosa, this is, this is in the far east yeah. of, the, of the map, uh, Langdodrosa and the three cultists, they are deep in conversation at this point. They are not paying attention to anything else around them from what you can... Like, with your perception check of 15, they're not paying any attention to the prisoners. They're only talking to each other. Um, one of them is gesturing inside the cave, and they seem to be having a, a pretty intense conversation. Um, but under hushed breath, um, they're, they're making sure that they can't be overheard at this point. 
Hmm. Okay, well, um, as right, well, so would, do we want to make the move now and then uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Emmerich will start his distraction as we're getting your friend off the... Yeah, uh, let's, let's the move shuttle. there. Let's move the wagon into place and make. Did you, yeah. did you want to replace someone on the cross in his uh, in his place, or? I, I, I think that's probably a, a good idea. At least that okay. way. They, uh... you, you might have to uh, help handle the body. I'm not. Uh, no, that's okay. But I think we do it in stages. There. Let's let's get the let's get the cart in the way first. Wait, and then we'll switch out the bodies. Okay. Well, because uh, I'm quite not the uh, the tallest of fellows, I can stand. On the uh, the side closest to the uh, the edge of the the wall, and hopefully slowly move that cart in front without people noticing too much. So uh, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, would, well, um, would you would you need a hand? Uh, with the cart, I'm assuming I wouldn't, just because it. I mean, it's going to be on wheels. I don't think that's the issue. But once I get it in front, maybe uh, then you can quickly duck yep. out from behind and start undoing the shackles as I keep the illusion yep. up. Alrighty, so what you guys have already made stealth checks. So yeah. do you want to? You can just move up and do this. This is yeah. All right, so I'm going to move up. You need to do. I'm going to move up behind him and keep him between me yep. and the guys up in the absolutely northeast. What I'm going to do before I take him off, I'm going to put my hand over his mouth, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use healing hands because he's unconscious at this point. Is that correct? Uh, from so as you approach, you can see that he is, from a distance, he look, he's still and unmoving, um, head bowed, arms tied up on either side to the, the sides of the cross that is holding him uh, a breath. I should say it's an X-shaped cross rather than a, a Jesus-style cross. Yep. Um, so his arms are being held splayed apart. Uh, he, he looks to be unconscious. As you approach, um, with your stealth, he doesn't spot you. So it's only when you place your hand over his mouth that his head sort of shoots up and his eyes turn wide and look towards you. And there's a moment of shock, joy, and then irritation crosses his eyes. Um, oh! He does look hurt. So do you want to do you want to do your healing hands? So this is your um, ASMR ability. How many yep. healing hands do you give it? Uh, I'll give points? him three hit points. Three hit points. I'll mark that off. Very nice. Um, yeah, very handy. He, very handy. Um, uh, and then I'll he goes to he goes to go. Mm, but your hands covering his mouth. <laughs> All right. Well, now that he's looking at me, yep. I, I'll take my hand off slowly. Uh, he looks at you and goes, Asuma, what, what are you doing here? Well, we heard you'd been taken, so I'm, of course I had to come. Couldn't leave you with these people. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm here on a very important mission, Azua. I, I need to complete this. And you're going to do that tied to a, to a stake in the ground, are you? Look, there've been some complications with the plan. Well, look, we'll get you out. <laughs> well, look, we'll get you out. We've got a plan. Just we're going to switch you out with one of the the poor fellows in there who sadly didn't make it, and then we can uh, try and complete this mission together. I there's just I I've learned a lot, but there's there, I there's more I could learn here. They're interrogating me, but at the same time, I'm getting information from them, Azua. <laughs> so do you want us to leave you here? Well, um, no, 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 no. Get me down. Get me down. <laughs> all right, all right. So remain, remain quiet. I'll, uh, I'll, do I need to make a sleight of hand check to see whether I can undo his? Uh, his... So he's he's tied with rope. Um, so if you want to untie it, yeah, that'd be a yep. sleight of hand. Um, 
13. Yeah, 13 does it. Um, you just nimbly undo the ropes around his hands, his waist, and then his ankles. While this what is I'll do is on, I'll, I'll kind yeah. of go, like, put my shoulder underneath his elbow, uh, underneath his, the crook of his arm, to, like, support him as I undo all the, all the, um, oh, all the cords. Nice. Yeah, he doesn't stumble, he doesn't make any noise. I'm going to roll a stealth check for him with advantage because of you helping him in that way. Um, and the question I want to know, I want to make sure that you can see his roles publicly because he is, for the purposes of this, he's going to be a character. Um, so let me just quickly see. Um, Do you just want one of us you... to roll a d20 for you? Oh, no, it's okay, because I've actually got him as a character. I just want to quickly make sure. So can you see his nameplate really quickly? Uh, no, uh, no. How about now? Yep. Hey. Yes. Beautiful. Yep. And I'm going to roll a stealth check for him. Let me know if you can see this. And he's got advantage. Yes. Beautiful. Nice. 18, yeah. nice. Um, he's invisible. <laughs> so yeah, you help him down <laughs> silently. Um, he, he's, he's completely silent as you help him down. He doesn't even, he, he sort of winces a little bit, but makes no noise as the blood starts to flow back through his uh, arms and hands. He sort of rings them a little bit and then looks towards um, Wiltix and then looks back at Azura and goes, Eva, you've got a friend. New friend? Yes, this is uh, the Tempest Guild. I'll tell you more about them later. But this yes, is that... Wiltix. Wiltix, Hello? It's, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure. Um, have you got a plan to get out of here or is this one of Azura's well, normal plans where you just wing it? Uh, at the moment, it's just a winging it kind of thing, but... We wanted to see how uh, hurt you were going to be before we decided how we got out of here. But for the moment, let's just get you into that tent over there and we'll get uh, our poor fellow up on this uh, as a replacement. Oh, um, I'd prefer if you didn't just hang a prisoner here. Uh, uh, is, are they alive? Uh, sadly, no. Have you checked that? Uh, do, you want to make me a medicine, do you want to make me a medicine check? <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, I can... What's it? They if are you dead. Low, if you failed that, <laughs> they are dead. you'd have yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a body. <laughs> Schrodinger's body. <laughs> it's oh, it's yeah, a live or dead until I check. That would have been yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, um, they are. it is a dead body, yes. <laughs> it is dead, I've checked. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'll I'll check for a pulse, but I'm I'm almost certain that uh, sadly the life has left this realm. So the the body that you've got, there were um, there were two two people up on the um, up on the stakes in the tent. Um, one of them was a female, so obviously you didn't grab that one. This one is a male, um, much darker skin than Leosin, uh, and it's a human. So Leosin has slightly pointed ears. He's uh, he looks to be more half elf than than human. Um, Whereas this is very clearly a human, very rounded ears, um, slightly darker skin, just so that you know. Um, That's point. okay. As long as he's uh, wearing pants and foot coverings, then yeah, uh, he's I'm wearing sure he'll... very threadbare cotton um, pants uh, and a very, very threadbare torn shirt stained with the uh, unmistakable signs of dried blood. Azor, do you want to uh, tie your... <laughs> yeah, so I'll just run there up. So, so I'll... Leosin can go into here. Yep. Because there's so no you, one you in just, that one, I think. Yep. You just point Leosin over to the tent. He moves over. Oh, like carry him, carry him over. Yeah, absolutely. You, you assist him over, um, and that's that's contributes to the stealth roll before. So you guys are very very silent while this is happening. Wiltix, what are you doing? I am um, 
crouch behind the cart which I've wheeled in front of mm -hmm. the, uh, the cross and I'm holding a minor illusion of an image of him just before he got woken up and had the, yeah. his hand put in front of him. So essentially like me taking a, uh, a photo yeah, of uh, what I was seeing and just yeah. putting it straight up onto that uh, Fantastic. cross there. Can, you, so, can um, you just roll me, uh, what's your spellcasting ability? I believe it's wisdom? Or is it intelligence? Oh, I, no, I think it's intelligence. Must be intelligence. Can you please make me yeah. an arcana check in that case? Just, just want to just see how well you you copy with this image. Um, Seventeen. Yeah, it's a perfect, perfect replica of Leosin. Um And you attach this minor illusion, and you're still hiding behind the cart that you rolled over to get there. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stay behind the cart just because yeah. uh, I don't think people can see. Well, it's probably five foot so it's probably going from what about his knees up to his head or his hands yeah you where can, you, can up? you can hide behind that absolutely uh what i'll do is i'll just put down so that you guys know where he was i'll just drop down a little icon this is rather intense as icons go um uh, oh. Whoa. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yeah. for podcast listeners uh it's a man strapped to a bloody wheel yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's got some sort of liver damage though um that looks a little bit yellow. like... Um, yeah. He's a bit yellow. He's a bit yellow. <laughs> it's Ned Flanders attached to a wheel. Uh, um, yeah. Oakley dokely, neighbor. Uh, yeah, so while that's happening, so Azua, you guide uh, Leosin over to the tent. You sit him down. Um, he looks at your water skin. Uh, may I have a drink? Is that okay? Uh, I give him uh, I give him some rations in my... Uh, yeah. In, my... Uh, in between mouthfuls and gulps, uh, he looks at you and goes... Where have you been? I've been looking for you for years. I'm so sorry. I am. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know how the uh, how we got so separated. Yeah, the, the the spell. We were supposed to be brought together from the Feywild to here. I, I don't understand where it went wrong. It, yeah, I, I I I woke up, and it was. I had no idea where I was. I can't even tell you the town I woke up in. No, I was, I was dazed and confused for a few days afterwards. I think it messed with our, our memories. And Yeah, look, I, I, can can you still remember the Feywilds? <clears throat> for the most part, I remember growing up. I remember uh, our childhood. I remember the, uh, the uh, Emerald Woods. I remember uh, most of it. It's more the time afterwards. Um, there, there is definitely blanks in my memory for a few days. I, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and then and then because I had no idea where I was, I, I mean, the whole point of the Fey Wilds is they were hidden, yeah. so it's not like we could go back and retrace our steps. So when fate brought me to you, I was like, "This is it. We we have to get to, regardless of what happens or or where we find each other." Yeah, we had to do I, it. Azua, this is our mission. This is what we were made for. I I'm sure of it this time. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, as soon as that, uh, as soon as I saw that uh, blue dragon land in the town that we came from, I was like, "This is, this is clearly the right path." But well, we shall talk about this more. Yes, yes. That's. Um, you better yeah, get your are friend. You, are, are you hurt? I mean, I, I've got uh, a healing I'm, potion if you need. I'm okay. Your your, <laughs> your magic helped. Uh, I'm all right. I've been using my uh, magic to heal myself. Um, very little, just so they don't notice, and it's been. Uh, it's what's kept me going. All right, we'll talk more. I've got to get this guy up on to, uh, to replace you, as it were. Yes, right. Uh, I'll stay here. 
<laughs> you just walk out of the tent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Azul, you head back. Wiltix is just sitting behind his cart. Um, yeah, take your time, Azul. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just like Wiltix. sweat beating on his forehead as he keeps this cantrip going, this uh, this minor illusion going. Um, fantastic. And, uh, all right, I'll, uh, I'll tie this guy up. And... Absolutely. Um, beautiful. So you guys are doing that. While that's happening with you two, we are going to jump over. To Mira. Mira, what are you doing? Oh, well, she's she's hiding behind all of that and just waiting to see, to wait for Emmerich to cause some sort of commotion so she can set fire to everything. So. Alrighty. I'm just checking, I'm scouting around, making sure I'm not being seen, you know. Yeah, so you you quickly notice as you move in. She's blushing like this pink. It's like pink on one side of her face and like a deep red on the other side of her face. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> as you get behind this tent, you notice that the watchtower above you um, oh. that's sort of 15 feet to the east and then up the side of this this bluff um, is manned. There are two guards currently sitting in it very, as you watch them, because you've had a bit of time to sort of sit and watch them and I'm assuming you, you try and sort of look a little bit nonchalant rather than just sort of standing in the open looking around like a, like a frightened deer. Um, with your yeah, with your strength check of that high, yeah. you're you're doing a good job. You do notice that they're not really paying a huge amount of attention to the camp below. They're mostly looking out across the bluff here. However, um, every so often, maybe once every ten fifteen minutes or so, um, one of the guards does go and lean on the on the side of the fence, looking out over the camp and taking it all in, watching for about a minute and a half and then moves back over to the other side and they're, they're sort of doing this fairly regularly just to check in um, but they're mostly focused on the outside of the uh, of the camp so they're looking out over here do you mean yeah or mostly mostly way? out looking over the east and to the north um outside of the camp's boundaries uh, up on top of this rise because the camp's located between the two the two bluffs and between the two plateaus they're looking out across the top of the plateau in case an enemy comes from that direction and rains down uh from the top of the camp. Is there any... What else is kind of going on in the camp? People coming and going? Like yeah, going do you want to make me a perception see? check? And I'll... Yeah, yeah, roll me a perception check. Let's let's see what you see. So good at that. Yeah, two. Two. <laughs> um, there are people. Um, there's some tents. Uh, there's a guard tower. You're sort of looking around. You're like, yeah, people are using the tents. Uh, people are walking about doesn't seem to be much aim of where they're going and, and because there's so many people you very quickly lose track of one person that you're trying to focus on and then you start up with someone new and then a giant lizard walks in front of your vision and that sort of takes your attention for a little bit so you're finding it very hard to track any uh, any specifics of the of the camp's movements and activity keep keep my head down just just waiting to see uh, yeah waiting for my cue Alrighty. stage right Stage right. Um, and Emric, we'll jump to you now. All right. So, um, we've been through, I'd say, what, an hour or two now, probably a lot of feasting and drinking and getting rowdy, Owen, because we've had so, a yeah, few songs. Yeah, you've been with these guys for about an hour because you took off before um, Wiltix and Azura all set up down stuff. here. Yeah, so you've, you've had about an hour. Um, Mira was with Azura and Wiltix until just before then, so she's yeah. only been at her location for about... 30 minutes so yeah you've got about an hour of time where you've been with the uh so emery could probably it's starting to get dark now so that was a signal um and it looks like um yeah it looks like it's 
about time, Emmerich sinking. So he's going to stand up. He's going to get a flagon of ale. Mm-hmm. And he's not really intoxicated. He is... He's drunk a fair bit, but... Um, He's not like oh, I actually probably should do a Constitution saving throw. Actually, yeah, you can you can absolutely make me a con save. Just see how he's actually traveling. Question is how much has how much has Emmerich been drinking? Has there been a, a, uh, a look? He's had a good amount. I would say if it, if it was like us having a drink, I'd say he's drunk enough to get tipsy. Okay, yeah. So in that case, because I was going to say like because that determines the outcome of the Constitution save. So yeah, Emmerich is very tipsy, um, not drunk. You're you don't feel like your faculties have been too impaired, uh, but you are. Yeah, you can feel your inhibitions slipping away. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. Um, yeah. So he's going to stand up, and he's going to act a little bit more drunk than what he is. And he's going to walk through the crowd, and he's going to look at some of the... Uh, just a group of people. Yep. Um, he's going to walk past them, and as he walks past, he's going to sort of pretend to sort of trip over, and actually he's going to fall into this group, ale going all over them. Ooh, can you make me a? I would. I'll, I'll let you choose between performance or an acrobatics um, check because you're sort of doing a little bit of both here. Okay, so I, I, I reckon I'm going to say performance because he's putting yeah. it on. You are putting it on, absolutely. But it's a twelve. Twelve's good. Yeah, absolutely. You you stumble into this crowd of people. Um, describe describe what it looks like because you succeed. So okay, so I'm going to like <laughs> sort of. I'm going to be swaying back and forth. These guys are going to just be sort of by them, by them, by themselves, whatever, just talking. I'm going to sort of, as I, I'm going to stumble a little bit, and I'm going to like shoulder the guy that's standing next to me, the closest, and I'm going to go, yeah. "Oi, mate, watch what you're doing." Uh, the person who you've shouldered, um, this large. I get ale all over them, by the way. Yeah, this this large grey-skinned um, humanoid dark tattoos running down uh, angular um, very geometrically shaped tattoos running down the, the bald head and then across the eyes stands up to the full six and a half <laughs> feet tall turns oh, around and looks at you um, and you recognize this as a goliath um, so how tall is he six and a half feet Whoa. six and a half yeah so goliaths for those so who are how, familiar how, with this how tall is that though how tall is that? In real you? measurements. In metrics. Six and a half is like what? Six, six? It's like... T- Hang on, bear with me. I'm going to have yeah. to right. <laughs> I need to see how big this guy is. Um, he's pretty two meters tall, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Emmerich and him are actually quite close, because Emmerich's six foot four. Emmerich's a tall boy. Um, so Emmerich's he... actually only looking just a bit up at him. Not much, yeah. actually. Though, like Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, this, this guy stands up, and I'll describe Goliaths for for those who aren't super familiar with D and D. And I will, I promise, I will try and do this more and more for those who aren't very familiar with D and D races. Um, Goliaths are humanoids. They are generally very stony grey skin. They're related to giants um, uh, historically, and, and in the world of Nostea, they were um, very closely linked to the giants. And then when the giants left, the Goliaths lost their purpose for a while, and then reclaimed it during the ruin as mighty warriors. They are generally very honourable, very strong. Um, they generally live in small clan groups uh, up towards the north of Oceania uh, and a number of other continents over to the uh, east. They, yeah, they're very, very strong. Generally, very, very honourable. Uh, make great fighters and barbarians uh, if you're playing them as a class. Um, this Goliath stands up 
and not really looking down at you, but looks at you and goes, You have got ale on my jacket. Oh. Well, uh, look, that's not my problem, though, is it? You bumped into me, mate. I was sitting, mate. I, I think I would know, all right. He, uh, Definitely he reaches know. over to his companion takes the flagon of ale from him, this uh, tabaxi female who looks and goes, Hey, I was drinking that. And he just slowly pours it over your head and looks at you and goes, There, you have learned manners. Is he standing up now? Yeah, oh yeah, he, he stood up immediately and... Uh, I snicker. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I clock him in the face. You punch him. I punch him in the face. Make me, uh, make me an unarmed strike roll. Oh, <laughs> right, I'm just going to do a d20. Yeah. I rolled a nat. Nat twenty. <laughs> wow. Do you, uh, oh, and wanna... wow. Have you ever rolled also... a nat twenty yet? Jesus. Oh my god. I have. I have a few times. That is oh. super impressive. I'm actually <laughs> with my other hand as well. Yep. So I don't know if that does anything extra. Oh, full... you're using your your right hand. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to roll me a d6 um, for your damage? As uh, we'll reveal something that you see two uh, and can you roll me a d100 really quickly too as well i just want to see what happens with this 44 yeah emric as you you just wind back and with no warning at all you just come around with this haymaker slamming into the side of his head as you do so the gloves that you normally wear over this hand split the sheer force of this punch smashing into the chin of this goliath um he gets knocked down uh, onto one of his companions straight away. Um, he His eyes flutter, unconsciousness <laughs> drifting across his face <laughs> as you deal um, eight damage in a single punch straight to his face. Uh, the glove that normally It'd be more actually your... too, because it's plus three oh, strength. More. Plus your strength. Yeah, 11. Yeah, so that 11 damage in one hit straight to his face he's reeling um he seems dazed and confused the ruined glove that normally keeps your right hand covered slowly slips off revealing not flesh but mechanical a mechanical construct arm um very delicate gears encased inside plate metal um articulated joints uh, carved out of this very uh, very nice wood that's then been covered in plate metal um, and then at the top, right near the join to your upper elbow, um, you can see uh, some pipes leading up towards into your arm. There's a pause and silence as all the people around take a look at you. Can I get you to make me an intimidation check with advantage, please? All right. Or do, oh, do, yeah. do you say or do anything straight after? So basically after I've done that, I look at everyone and go, Come on, guys, don't you love a brawl? Um, so everyone very quickly goes back to their drink doesn't want to start any shit with you oh, however oh, however you like move the man's face with one punch, however, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One punch. so basically everyone You're by the way for You're the viewers man. at home um emrick only has one arm he actually has the other arm is a uh is a it's a magic item. item. Yeah, a magic item called a uh, an arcane prosthesis uh, that was added in the uh, Wayfinder's Guide to Eberron, was it? Or the... Yeah, I, yeah, I think it it's Eberron. 
and the Eberron, Eberron module. Really cool module. Check it out. Um, however, as your hand is revealed, a voice from behind you goes, Emric? I turn around. You immediately recognize the tabard, the icon across the chest of this um, halfling. It's a bull's head, black, with large horns, dipped in red on the tips. You recognize this as the tabard of the black bulls. Emric, um, <laughs> he looks and goes, What? Oh, what? fuck. And that's oh. where we're going to jump back to, um, <laughs> jump back to Azura and Wiltix. So you guys have tied fuck, up. That did not work out the way I did. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have tied up this innocent man. Uh, well, he's a corpse. Uh, tied up this innocent corpse to the uh, to the stakes. What are you two doing now? What's your plan currently? All right. So, so we'll just, I think we grab uh, I grab we grab Leosin and uh, start heading towards. Uh, well, before we do, I I think we should uh, possibly. I mean. I don't know what your thought was as well, but I thought we were going to wait for the brawl to start and then we could hopefully move through a bit more freely to get So what out. I will say is from here, it's going to be very hard for you guys to hear or even see where this brawl is. Unless the brawl starts encompassing the whole camp and the whole camp turns on each other. You guys are very far away from Emmerich right now and there's a number of tents and uh, structures in between you. Um, you absolutely, you are more than welcome to start moving through the camp. The, you're going to have to sort of be roughly about here um, sort of 50, 60 feet away to be able to sort of see the brawl just because of the way that the um, mercenary tents are set up. They're in their own cordoned off section of the camp, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So maybe well, we should before um, we move, move though, do we want to... I was going to say, do you want to just ask, Leosin said that he's been watching and learning information. I heard him speak to when you were taking him off the cross. Uh, do we want to yeah. learn anything? I mean... That's a good idea. If, if there's an opportunity that he thinks we can to get in, or if he thinks it's even us worth us trying to venture in, I'm sure he might know. He's been in a All right. perfect position it. to watch. Yeah, let's do it. So maybe if we go into that tent that he's in at the moment, and we'll kind of use it as a Cover. staging point. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, you guys head into the tent. You can see Leosin's there, just finishing off the last of the rations that you shared with him, Azua. Um, he looks towards the, both of you and goes... Uh, Wiltix, wasn't it? I'm really grateful for my rescue, thank you. Um, I was a bit rude earlier, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I am very grateful to be rescued. Um, it's just, uh, this poses such a great threat to, to everyone, what, what this order are doing here. Oh, I, I, uh, I can't disagree with you, Leosin, but uh, unfortunately we are just a small group at the moment, so... Uh... Unless there's some uh, information you'd be happy to share about maybe what they've got inside the cave or uh, any way that we could help uh, hinder them before uh, escaping, possibly. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, can t- I know a little bit. I know that it is off-limits to everyone, but those who've been cleared by Mondath um, uh, and, and Resmir as well. Uh, Resmir is the one who's been torturing me, um, Black Dragonborn. Uh, or, ha- or half dragon? How do you tell? Um, very high up in the cult structure. Um, I think I've heard them refer to as a worm speaker. Um, I'm not sure what that means fully, but uh, 
it sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard the term somewhere before. Um, they want to know how I know about them, what I've, what I've been learning, and who I've shared this knowledge with. Um, but the back of the cave, so you have to be uh, approved by Mondath and Resmir. Um, it's only a very few people who are allowed in there, a handful of guards and some kobolds. It's called the nursery by those in the know around here. And from what I've overheard, they're planning to hatch a clutch of dragon eggs there. Well, that makes sense. That aligns with what we've heard. We uh, yeah, we found a prisoner well. in uh, the town that we came from, and there was uh, talk of that they'd stolen dragon eggs. Right, okay. <coughs> Do you know if there would be uh, anyone else inside at the moment, <coughs> or just the guards on front? Oh, I've got no idea who comes and goes. Um, I haven't been paying too much attention to who is coming and going from the cave. The guards would just be representing a very small proportion of the total people who are allowed in there and who come and go. I, I've got no idea, sorry. Okay. Um, what about the rest of the goings-on at this camp? I mean, is there, is there guard change? What time is it? Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, roughly, start moving. Yeah, roughly sundown, uh, sunset, and uh, sunrise. Uh, is the two main times uh, during the middle of the day in the middle of the night there's a, a half shift change uh, not all the guards switch over then just a small proportion of them um yeah i, I mean I, I know a fair bit I can, I can tell you now we can wait till we get out i know that the the area around the back of the caves to the south here where the prisoners have been digging and breaking rocks i know that's going to be our best chance to get out of here in one piece um, oh, perfect. Well, that's uh, a lot better than our idea of going through the front door. <laughs> unless, unless you've got some way of disguising yourselves, um, we're going to need to sneak out of here. Look, we have some robes, but uh, if you think that's going to be a safe option with least resistance, I think that's probably our uh, best bet. I mean, it could be, especially as the sun goes down. Uh, darkness would be our friend here. I, I mean, you could always tie me up again and be moving me through as a prisoner. If, if you can disguise my face, I... Maybe we can get out of here. Oh, we can Oops. definitely give that a go. Uh, what do you think as well? That's actually not a bad idea. I mean, I mean, well, our I... idea of walking straight out the front door was probably bold. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know I... if they would have expected it. <laughs> I was always the one to come up with the plans as oh, it doesn't surprise me greatly. You tend to rush pretty headlong into things like this. How you survive without me, I'll, I'll never know. Well, it's thank goodness we've we found each other again. I was, How uh, I've survived without you, I, I am not sure either. <coughs> Luck, mostly. Well, that goes for both of us, but... Uh, Alright, so we wait till dark. We wait till dark, and then we make our move. Yeah. He sort of leans yeah. forward and looks out the tent and goes, I think our time is now. The sun has set behind the back of the plateau. We're, I think we're good to go. And well, before, uh, we need to make sure we get our uh, comrades, who are probably are ready to make a bit of a scene. So. Where, where are they? Where, where would we find them? Uh, well, our friend uh, Emric has uh, headed off to the the other uh, mercenaries to start up a a bit of a uh, a friendly brawl. Right. And, okay. Uh, nice little and, scuffle. Uh, nice little scuffle to uh, create a bit of a diversion and get some uh, guards on the move. And uh, our uh, dragonborn. Uh, friend Mira is uh, going to start lighting some tents to the north. Right, okay. Uh, well, let's get moving then. We can pick them up on the way. What do you reckon? Let's do it. Well, Sounds good. And so are we going to... Have we both? Have we all decided here that uh, we'll leave the cave? There's uh, obviously... 
Is, no way do you have any do idea if there's an entrance to the cave further east? Uh, no, I've got no idea. Sorry, uh, the only entrance I know is this one here. I know that the, I know that there's been talk of, of moving most of the force elsewhere in the next uh, next few days. So maybe we could bide our time and attack them when they're weakest. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, well, can I also do just a history tech check on that yeah. worm speak you were talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, Twenty-three. Oh, Twenty-three. Nice. You motherfucker. Um, so you have heard of the title of Worm Speaker before from a very, very, very long time ago. So part of your training um, and monster hunting uh, and, and ways to deal with your blood curse when you were a little bit younger. Um, part of your training included uh, studying other organizations and other groups that were known throughout the lands at various points in time. Uh, and one of the ones that you remember um was the the order the, the cult of the dragon and you've you've heard about them before like you've i think you've been the one to do the history checks successfully for them the whole way through the campaign actually so that that works really well yeah. <laughs> um so you you know that there are a number of ranks in the cult or historically there were you're not sure if it's changed now but you remember that there was um the ranks were there was the claw so the dragon claw the dragon wing the dragon fang the dragon soul and at the very top the worm speaker and there's only a limited number of worm speakers you're not sure how many there are, but you think it's tied to the um, the colours of the chromatic dragons. Um, so you think, like, for every single colour of chromatic dragons, there's a, there's a specific worm speaker. Um, but that's all you really know about that. Um, okay, so as far as I'm aware, there might be, uh, like, a half a dozen worm speakers uh, around, but aside from that, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, get inside. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, oh. half, a, half a dozen as you sort of say that and you think, like, yeah, that's that's pretty close to how many you think there might be. Okay, well, I'd, I'd, I'd share with the Ocean and Azul, you know, what limited knowledge I do have about worm speakers. Um, but, yeah, I suppose not much I can do about it now. So, um, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Azul, Leosin, do, do we want to start heading off towards, uh, say, Mira would probably be closest to... Yes, uh, I think we head. I think we head west first, and then we'll uh, we'll cross north so we get out of uh, as far away from that uh, central tent as possible. Yeah, a very sound plan. I know that's where Resmir um, and some of the other leaders are located, and I mean they will recognize me straight away. I, uh, oh, okay. Um, do we have a? Unless we hide my face somehow. Yeah. I... Uh, that, that... Would would we have a cloak? Like, is there? Would we have like had? We've still got the cross could... robes, don't we? You've got one each, yeah. Okay. Because I'm just thinking whether whether we give him one to like put the hood up. Uh, well, the other the other problem with that though is that uh, when we came in, people actually noticed that we were still wearing those robes. So um, I suppose there's two ways to look at it. Um, the guards that were on the doors, I wonder, are they wearing the same robes that we were wearing when we came in? They're wearing. Um... Similar. Not the robes specifically. They're wearing very dragon culty armor, shall we say? Um, the armor seems to be very reminiscent of dragon-like, uh, dragon-like appearance. The the um, breastplate has been designed to look almost a little bit like scales. The um, cloak is cut in such a way that it almost resembles wi- uh, wings as the wind catches it. Um, but they're not wearing the robes that the the common uh, common cultists are wearing. Okay. Well, I mean, right. okay. Look- the robes are probably That's... better than uh, prisoner garb, but 
In terms yeah, of, I, sure. I mean, I can do the minor illusion on his face. Once I get 30 feet away from uh, the cross anyway, they're going to realize that... Uh, it's, uh, something's him. up, but uh, hopefully it's dark enough by uh, by this point. Yeah, so I can do make maybe a crude mask or something on your face, or uh, just uh, try and give you a bit of a different styling of haircut, I suppose, Leosin. What would you uh, like to go with? <laughs> uh, any Anything you can do that makes me look like not me. I really would like to do, like, the fake nose and glasses kind of thing, just a disguise, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, go with something a little bit more, a bit more serious. I'll, I'll, I'll go for like a maybe just a different. Uh, if I'm doing a minor illusion, I'll do if I can do a covering over his head with like I don't know. He's got brown hair. I'm seeing by the image that we're looking on. Yeah, there. Yeah. So he's got um yeah brown hair, slightly pointed ears, a little bit of facial hair. Um, very similar style to Azua's facial hair. Actually, he's just sort of carries around a little bit more down the side of the cheeks. So it's a bit of chin dusting and then up the cheeks. A um, little bit across the the nose and mouth. Um, okay, well, if I do just a, a covering that would be over the top of his head and over his yeah. ears, so make him look more human with, say, blonde hair, and, uh, and maybe just try and change up the facial features a bit. Maybe make his face look a little bit fatter or yeah. rounder, I suppose. Because I can't really so do your, much. Your plan of... is, as you guys move, you're just going to continually cast this spell um, as you guys are moving along. Just leave it over the top of his head, unless he yeah. decides to run, I suppose, or uh, do any big. Do you want to make me? Do you want make me a slider hand check to see how sneakily you can cast this? Sure can. A six. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, so basically, don't make any rapid you, movements. <laughs> <laughs> you're like moving your hands about, like muttering under your breath as you continually cast this incantation, and the person looks at you and goes, uh, "People might notice that you're casting a spell there, Will Six." Fine, Leosin. I can give you a haircut. Can I, can I borrow your hat, maybe, and just pull it low over my head? Ooh, see, you never ask a gnome for his hat. Oh, okay, um, sorry. Sorry, I didn't know. No, 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 look, 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 Leosin. I'll do it for you this one time. But okay. uh, I'm going to have to ask you to not tell anyone. So yeah, Wiltix for um, podcast listeners has a very Legend of Zelda Link reminiscent um, hat, which is a a very long pointed hood-like um, hat that has this gold metal bracing on the top. Um, it's this dark, rich red, and it sort of goes down to almost your waist. It's a, it's a very yeah, no, it would go quite quite low. It's uh, yeah, I'd say as you said, down down to the waist. Mm, so yeah. um, very. It's on the ocean. Yeah, he looks good. It doesn't cut <laughs> his head. He sort of uses his hair to hold it in place. But, he, like, um, yeah, no, his I'll, I'll let him wear my hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alrighty, Emric, we'll jump back to you because I think this is going to affect what happens with Mira. And All right. Mira will jump to you as things go on. So, Emric, as you turn around and see this halfling that calls out your name, a hand drops on your shoulder from behind you again. As you spin around to the halfling, a hand drops on your shoulder. Um, and it is a, a human woman uh, with this very Viking reminiscent haircut. So, long blonde hair that's been shaved completely on one side, braided on the other, piercing blue eyes. And she looks at you and looks at the um, Goliath who you've just knocked out goes you have you have knocked out my friend oh well it wasn't exactly my fault he dunked you, ale on me you punched him in the face and as you're saying this the half uh, halfling goes no 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 I need to speak to Emric he's my responsibility she turns and goes quiet small boy <laughs> and looks back to you 
Look, I don't, I don't like you both fighting over me. Um, oh, it just makes me feel so special. Um, the halfling goes, You're not special. You're a pain in my ass, Emric. I'm going to kill you for what you did to him. What's his and, name, uh, by the way, the halfling? The halfling. Do I um, remember from... Yeah, I'll just quickly pull open my name. Because if, if, if Emric remembers... If he... Yeah, yeah, you absolutely would remember his name. All right. Um, his name is uh, Tomas. T-O-M-A-S. Uh, so I'm going to look at him and go, Hey, uh, Topas, just relax. Uh, the Viking, seeing Tomas pulling out an axe, throws you to the ground behind her. Uh, if you let her, do you want to resist? Uh, she no. sort of pushes past you almost. I'll, um, as she pushes me, I'll <laughs> do it. Alright. Alright. Okay, so it's not that great. I'm going to make <laughs> it look just... pretty dramatic and I'm going to actually fling myself into other people. So you sort of go to pretend to make it look like she's thrown you really heavily, but she sort of lets go and you then throw yourself. So it's really clear that you've, you've thrown yourself. You're like, whoa! <laughs> as you, as you <laughs> forwards. Emmerich used to play football. Yeah, <laughs> he's taking a dive. Uh, soccer for Aussie listeners. Um, Sorry. <laughs> 50% of the audience, Claire. We've got to speak their language. Sorry. Our language, mate. Oh, um, sorry, mate. Emmerich takes a dive and uh, goes straight down. Uh, Emmerich <laughs> takes a dive and, and very clearly takes a dive as this Viking uh, woman sort of pulls her shield forwards and it clangs against the axe um, heave from this halfling. Uh, he looks around and goes, he's not fucking worth this. You don't know You don't know who this man is. She goes, no, but I am going to kill him for what he did to my friends, or at least rough him up a little. Um, he goes, no, you, you don't understand. He's a murderer. She goes, oh, well, then we have something in common. And then she pushes him back with the shield. Uh, what are you doing at this point, Emmerich? So I stand up and dust myself off, and I look at the other guys that um, I just re- I just sort of jumped into. <laughs> uh, yeah, are they just are of... they just in a, are they just bystanders? Like they're not included in either of these parties? Uh, it looks like that it is a combination of members of the Green Heart, the Red Suns, and now you can spot a few people right. who've, who've arrived recently who weren't here before, but have arrived recently bearing the black bull head. so i look at the green heart and the red yep. suns and i look so at the because i still... you punched out was a member of the green heart okay i look at the, of the green heart too yeah i look at the red suns and i had i rolled high on intimidation before and i yeah. knocked out that guy with my fist i look at them and go fellas you like a bit of violence don't you jump um, on these guys jump into this combat right now otherwise you'll end up like that guy on the floor <laughs> a gnome who <laughs> is bearing many symbols of the uh, the red suns and even has uh, a blazing red sun emblem tattooed on his forehead uh, long beard dyed red jumps up and goes yeah let's get him boys I um, shout at the top of my lungs fight do you want to make me a persuasion <laughs> persuasion or perform Performance, I guess. Yeah. Either way, either one. Either one. You can choose. <laughs> no, you have cool. advantage, sorry. No, no, <laughs> okay. you do have advantage. Yeah, okay. you've got advantage for this. I got pretty into it. 13, Make friends yeah. and influence people. Well, you've also got I advantage average. because of the way you've you've handled the situation. Um, yeah. So absolutely, that is enough. Um, the Red Suns, who relish combat and have now been drawn, their attention drawn to this area. Before you were mostly around the Green Heart, who are not particularly known for <laughs> engaging in. Um, playful bouts of combat 
the Red Sun's now seeing this Viking woman and this uh, this halfling just going for it. Get right into it. They are fully on board. You see a number of um, humans, half-elves, um, one or two other um, goliaths, uh, tabaxi, a couple of dragonborn running in, uh, brandishing weapons and just oh, going to town oh, on each fuck. other. Um, wow. The green heart immediately. <laughs> the green heart immediately start grabbing their things. Some of them forming a defensive barrier while the rest try to move. Um, they're moving oh, through the tents towards the south. You can hear cries and shouting. Uh, one of the members of the Black Bulls, uh, a person you don't recognise, turns towards Tomas and goes, "I don't understand. Who is this fucker?" Uh, it's, a, it's a mountain dwarf, um, and Tomas is, is sort of fending off this um, shield bash from the, the Viking warrior. Um, turns and goes this fucker killed Gambino in cold blood the man who raised him um, and the dwarf goes who the fuck's that uh, and then is punched in the back of the head by a member of the, punched in the back of the head by a member of the Red Suns and drops down oh my down. god none of us are over there none of us um, are what's going on <laughs> Yeah, you've been hearing this big ruckus. Um, as I will, yeah. just quickly, I'll interject. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. After no, all no. this is happening, I'll start trying to meld into the background. Um, yeah, I'd say that you can make me a stealth check with advantage, given the amount of shit that's going on around you right so now. So look, that's just going to be a flat roll. There you go. Fuck. Oh, natural twenty. <laughs> um, Emric, his, do- his job done, his deeds successful, just melts backwards. So as shadows. I meld in and I start leaving the crowd, I'll go. I'll go, guards! There's a brawl over here, guards! <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I'll start, like... sort of... Yeah. Where do, you, where do you want to move, by the way? Where are you headed to? Just your character. Look, I honestly don't know that Mira is actually over here. Okay. So I'm going to start making my way probably south, because I knew that's where yeah, these where the guys were. So I'm going to start heading back over here, because that, that's where Emmerich knew where everyone was going. Mira's yeah. over here. Perfect. Um, so I'll probably you... just say I'm over here for now, maybe. <laughs> As you start calling out, like, gods, gods, um, a number of cultists start running toward the area. A group of kobolds start, like, handing out small chips of money. Looks like they're taking bets. Um, <laughs> as they sit back and watch, one of them's like, I've got three to one on the red ones. One of the kobolds goes, oh, it's a stupid deal. Of course they're going to win. The red fucking suns. Um, it's funny that kobolds now all sound like... Um, chain smokers from, uh, <laughs> from like the west oh yeah let's go get them boys um, <laughs> it's alright Emmerich you... sort of sounds like a chain smoker at times it does sometimes um, Mira your earlier perception check would have made it very hard for you to hear this except for the fact that Emmerich has now started summoning all the guards in the area um, you can't help but see movement people running towards the tents where the mercenaries were you can hear shouts um occasionally screams as people are cut what are you doing okay well that's my cue i've been just sitting here silently for ages i will yeah. uh I'm sorry <laughs> no 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 mira not not me you're just I'm, biding your time I'm, I'm enjoying myself i'm like mira knows nothing mira knows nothing claire knows everything that's fine it's really fun when the character and the player know very different things i enjoy that yeah so, no, I'm enjoying myself. Mira has not been enjoying herself. She's very nervous. Um, but she's like, all right, all right, all right. I know what I've got to do. And she will cast Burning Hands uh, on the tent 
in front of her. Yeah, so this is a much yeah. smaller tent. Oh, actually, tent. actually, I should say, is there flammable, like, like what looks flammable? So in the last, so probably say that all of this has gone for about 45 minutes, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes. So Emmerich's been gone for about an hour and a half. Um, you've been separate from those two down the bottom for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, Con, maybe, you, you know how you said I was being busy? Yeah, you've <laughs> okay. had time to do stuff. So yeah. there, there is a number of... Um, there's a number of hay bales towards the back here that you have had time to sort of push into position if you want. Um, you had a bit of a look around for anything more flammable than that. Maybe some firewood stacked up against the back of one of the tents you can see there on the map. Coincidentally, there also happens to be a little bit of firewood right there. Um, you've had time to set that up too. Basically, if you wanted if you, if you wanted to set up something here, um, you obviously have had time to do that. So, yeah, she's, there's a, so there's she's, a common she's done area. that. She's done yeah. that, and it's all, like, beautifully organised. Like, it's Do you want to make me a uh, sleight of hand check? Beautiful. As you construct this bonfire between Six. the tents. It's all right. Like She's nervous. Yeah, you're a little bit... And you keep looking up at this guard tower, and every time it looks like they're coming back, you have to quickly hide, and you're hoping they don't notice that there's this bonfire constructing itself below them. Um, <laughs> but in classic human fashion, they don't tend to look down or up. They're mostly just sort of eyes locked to the horizon. Um, and you were able to construct a, a, a reasonable bonfire. You reckon if you set this thing off, you might be able to get some of, if not all of the tents in this blaze, depending on how much fire you can produce. Um, and where do you want to um, set yourself up to start uh, burning? Here. Fantastic. Uh, and, and she'll cast... Yeah, so Burning Hands is a 15-foot yeah. cone. It is. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and... Light it up, Blair. Pardon? I am going to light it up. Blaze. So it says that the, the fingers touch yeah. and, the, and the fingers are spread and there's a thin sheet of flames that come out from my fingertips. Yeah. So within a 15-foot cone... As the time hits 4.20, Mira blazes it. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, you see man. this cone of fire um, tinged with any frost? Be a full-blown... This would be full fire. Yeah, okay, full fire. So, yeah, yeah. as Mira sort of summons and concentrates um, and then opens the red eye, um, fire leaps from her hands and tickles across the tents. Um it very quickly increases in power and intensity as Mira starts to focus, this beam of fire growing quickly into a full cone, this roaring inferno burning across the tents before cutting out in an instant, leaving uh, a couple of tents on fire. Can you roll me a percentile dice, please, Mira? Oh my god. It does say fire ignites any flammable object. It does, yeah. The percentile dice is for something else. Oh, um, okay. I want to see what <laughs> oh, happens no. with this. Yeah, I also rolled uh, Explosion? One 85? Ooh, ooh, ooh. 85. Oh, my um, Gasoline? All of the tents catch fire, uh, and the force from this blast from your hand sends oh, embers no. rocketing into the sky, a plume of smoke rising oh. very, very quickly, which is good for you, as the smoke obscures you in the darkness even more. Um, if you'd rolled very low on the percentile dice, the tents would have caught fire, but it wouldn't have been as much of a... A sudden inferno, oh, yes. and you might have been visible standing in the firelight in front of these things to that guard tower. Um, but with the smoke burning what? up and you um, quickly dissolving back into the shadows, you think you might have avoided detection. Certainly, there's no cries of alarm going, Oh, there's a dragonborn there setting fire to our shit. Um, it's more <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to run. I wanted to run. 
Uh, yeah, what do you want to run to? In the, so while everyone's looking yep. up or whatever, I want to run across. So should I do dash or you can, how you far can, dash. can I get? Just a, so dash means you can move 60 feet um, if your current movement is 30 feet. Oh, you get all the way over here. Perfect. Yeah. So, what's... Yeah, as as you run down, um, what's your passive perception, Mira? Ten. And what's your passive perception, Emmerich? Eleven. You guys don't spot each other. Uh, <laughs> sprint through the darkness in different... In, in the same direction from different locations, you just don't... You don't see each other. Uh, what you do hear, though, um, both of you hear this with your passive perceptions, you hear a horn sounding out, cries of alarm as guards start to move towards the mercenary camp, then spy the fire, start moving towards the fire, and then hear, <laughs> hear more damage going on in the mercenary camp and are a little bit torn about where they want to go. Um, but yeah, this horn starts to cry out, this... Perfect. Um, Fantastic horn. It actually so, worked. <laughs> Leosin oh. and Wiltix. I know your plan worked. Leosin and Wiltix. Um, Leosin and Wiltix? Azura and Wiltix. You hear. <laughs> as this horn sounds across the uh, across the chasm. Leosin turns to you both and goes, uh, Were you waiting on a signal? Because I think others are going to hear that. I think that's our time to move. Let's go. It sounds like Take ruckus. Alright. Uh, Azura and Wiltix, you guys are in the lead. Leosin will follow you. Yeah. Alright, so I, I, think we, I think we'll move. I think we go around the back, way. hugging the wall, I yeah. suppose. Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as you guys leave the tent, you see flames licking up to the north of camp. A series of tents caught on fire. You can see kobolds scrabbling out from underneath the tent. A few cultists screaming as they are burning to death trying to leave oh my these God. tents. Oh yeah, there were people sleeping in here. Um, <laughs> as you guys sprint across the battlefield. Um, but Mira's passive of 11. Uh, sorry, no, you were 10, weren't you? 10, Mira's 10, passive 10. Of, uh, I'm 10, 11. Perceptive. And your perception of uh, 2, no, you don't notice anything. As you sort of blast this fire, there's sort of a moment of confusion inside the tent and then people start to try and run away. But you're already sprinting across the camp at this point. Um, yeah, you guys head up this way. Uh, as you come around this rock, you see... Mira. And Mira, what would you be doing at this point? She'd be like a little smudged and okay. just kind of <laughs> running up. Soot. And just just looking she's looking along the edge to see if they've managed to get up the edge yeah. yet. Yeah. So Azura, Wiltix and Leosin dodge behind the back of these tents towards the south of camp, moving quickly between the tents that house prisoners. Um jumping over uh, piles of rocks uh, sleeping people very very quickly very silently moving through the night as the sounds of chaos come from the north um, you guys round the side here and you see Mira covered in soot um, probably panting slightly from effort would you say suddenly casting a spell then sprinting across the camp yeah maybe a slight <laughs> just a little bit out of breath there um, and uh, Leosin sort of grabs the back of your cloaks really quickly and goes there's a dragon just there. No, yes, that's our. That's Mira, the one we told you about. Oh, she, uh, my my apologies. Um, it seems like her distraction has worked. He moves up towards Mira and bows Hi. very very solemnly. Puts one hand on the side ah. of his chest and bows. One, one hand across the heart. Mira, uh, it is an honor to meet you. I apologize for my reaction. Uh, there's been uh, been a dragonborn torturing me for the last few days, and uh, I'm sorry. Appreciate uh, the politeness but we should get out of here 
Is uh, there Mira. anything? Yes. Well, Beth, your uh, your distraction is amazing. Oh, Have you well, seen I Emmerich? Took, uh, I took my cue from Emmerich. He should be here soon. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so, so normally in normally in D and D, the way thing work, the way things work is you guys ask what you want to do, and I, I get you to roll a dice to see if things happen. Um, but we've decided we're just going to skip that. You guys just say what you want to happen and happen. Emric, yeah, Emric makes his way down, and it's. I was making my way down south, so. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, you spot Emric. Um, I was making my down. way downtown. Yeah. He was making, making my way downtown. Walking fast. Yeah. Walking fast. <laughs> making my way down camp. Walking fast. Shit's on fire. <laughs> and I'm homebound. Oh, so you guys right, uh, do see Emric approaching. Hello, friends. Well, well met, Emric. Uh, so there. Uh, this is Leosin, and uh, uh, pleasure. I uh, shake his hand and go. Ah, it's good to see you. Uh, died horribly. Oh, the smoke! Oh my God, it's getting. Um, as he grasps, <laughs> oh, I know. oh boy, Leosin has said that there's an escape route to the south. Uh, so more, more. I think I meant like we head round to the south and then up towards the uh, up towards the west where we're currently going as well. Um, I mean, we could climb the cliffs if you want to head out that way. No, no, your way sounds good. Um, Emric, as Leosin takes your hand to shake it, I'm guessing this is your right hand you've offered. Yeah, I will actually. Yeah, he, he grasps it and it sort of starts a little bit and then looks down at your hand and goes, Oh, my, my apologies, uh, sorry. And lets go and sort of takes his hand away very gingerly. Uh, um, come on, I offered it to you. You don't have to be like that. I, I, sorry, I I'm very happy to hear that you didn't die horribly. Thanks. That's good to hear. Tortured mercilessly. You're very loud. Aren't we trying to be sneaky and escape? Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, there's all that. Yes. I just just got out of a brawl I just started. Might have seen a few old friends. I clock this guy and I show everyone my hand. Uh, you guys oh. might have seen the had a glove on before. I may have hit someone really, really hard. He could be dead. I don't know. Goodness, that's uh, that is one mighty strike. So yeah, as you look at. Emmerich's hands, you can all see that it is this, uh, uh, no other way to describe it apart from like a, a robotic uh, mixture of magic and tech, um, this robotic looking hand, uh, middle-aged style robotics, so uh, lots of articulated wood, gears, pipes, and then all of it's been um, cast and clad in this very fine plate armour um, to make it look uh, more humanoid underneath. Uh, or make it look more realistic underneath clothing and also to protect it as well, these delicate parts inside. Um, but now that the glove has been torn off, you can very clearly see this is not his hand. This is a, a construct hand of some sort. Uh, yes. I might have lost my arm in a combat. Not really a combat, more... It was more of a sac sacrificial uh, ordeal. It's good fun. Not really we the shit time. should speak about that at another time when things are not so much on fire. <laughs> I agree. Look, I'm sorry. I'm just so worked up. I have all this adrenaline running through my veins. I saw this little prick of a halfling called Thomas. Old old uh, company of mine. But no, we should uh, start running along, shouldn't we, gents? 
Yes, that's uh I think it's time to make our move, guys. Where where are we going? Uh Leosin, would you uh, like to lead the way? I I just quickly yeah. Leos, is there anyone else here we could liberate? I mean we could try and oh. liberate the prisoners, but um Is there any treasure? All the guards are over there. Oh uh, yes, every, there was of everything. But well, they're not there anymore. We don't know. Alrighty, as you guys talk for a bit of time, things happen. Um, you guys see. Bring the map over here. See, so yeah, we'll be definitely hiding, I guess, behind this. Yeah. These, these hearts. I'm keeping keeping yourself checked before, and you guys have positioned yourselves really nicely. Uh, what were you going to say, sorry, Voltix? Oh, just going to let uh, Mira know that your boyfriend's here and looking for you as well. <laughs> I mean, the timing on that could not be better. As you yeah. say that, Wiltix. Fuck. You hear a voice call out into the uh, call out from the darkness. Mira, I know that's you. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> and you see, moving between the tents, moving slowly, um, checking behind areas, is the very familiar form of Langdorosa, flamed in the uh, sorry, uh, framed in the firelight. Whoa. Flamed in the firelight. <laughs> framed in the firelight. I did it. I got through that sentence. Um, moving slowly between the tents, checking things and moving. Going, so I will find you, Mira. I have. I. I uh, Emmerich sees or hears this. Oh uh, no! Oh, I've got a thing or two to sort out with this guy. Not while he's surrounded by. Hundreds Cult. of guards. So as I start walking, would you sort of like stand in front of me and grab me? Yes. I look you in the eye and go, fine. It's it not fine. I kind of put my hand on your chest, like gently. And I'm All like, right. Yeah. We, 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 we'll deal with him another day. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tracked him, but we need to well, run. We need to right, run. We, we right. do need where to are we going? Let's go. Let's go. If you want to go back for others or whatever, we can distract him, but we need to run. I need to run. Well... <laughs> Leosin said that they are moving camps shortly, so I believe that if we want to help free anyone, that might be our opportune time. Where did Leosin actually direct us to go, by the way? Like, to back escape? Out the main, back at the main entrance, pretty much. Um, as you guys start to move away, you hear Langdodrosa going, It's very kind of you, Mira, to accept my offer. Join me in camp. But all this hiding, all this chaos, is this really what you want? Don't say anything to him. He moves around the tents and towards the mercenary camp. We'll, uh, we'll get the boss at another time. Mira. Oh, I know I certainly will. Mira, like, holding on to Emmerich's fake arm. Okay, yeah. Um, the last thing you hear is you guys move far enough away that you can't hear him anymore. Um, you hear him go, Really, Mira? It's not as bad as you all think it is. We're doing something special, Mira, for you. For me. And you continue moving away. The rest of what he was going to say lost as you move out of your shot. Um, I'll stand there. We'll, we'll stay here. Alrighty, you guys move up to the main gate. Um, at this point, it is very, very unguarded as a number of people are rushing in, um, trying to figure out what's going on. Currently, the gate is only guarded by four kobolds who are looking in in confusion, sort of looking around, not really paying much attention. Um, if you guys skirt around that side of the tent... You so, uh, we'll ticks. We'll ticks. Demon dog. Demon dog. Oh, well. I got my hands together. And... Ooh, 
I'm going to uh, put a uh, lovely demon dog right. Oh, how far away? We can do it. What thirty feet? I believe is my. You've got thirty feet. Thirty feet for minor illusion. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put it. Oh, probably try and do it around the side of the tents if I can get just on the other side of that part there. On the... You can move it now. I've given you. I've given you control. Ah. You can put it where you want it. I'm assuming that that'd probably be right on my thirty feet there. Absolutely, and you have it. <laughs> just turn. Do you want to make the bark noise again, or are you just going to have it silent? Oh no, I'll uh, definitely have the bark noise to try and distract me. Well, do you have any? Check. Do you have any other spells like prestidigitation or something that can actually make? Oh, no, I noise? literally, I literally only have the one at the moment. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm trying to make as much use to it as I can. <laughs> and, uh, and werewolf. Powers. Oh no! Performative three. So yeah. it's going to be a uh, big. I would assume like the German Shepherd that we have on screen, and it's. Going to probably sound like a chihuahua. Let's just um, you hear you hear Wiltix go woof 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 bark bark growl. The noise <laughs> a dog <laughs> makes. <laughs> nah, it's it's not quite that bad, but it is a natural one. A natural one would have been that where you just go meow. Um, <laughs> no, um, your your attempts at barking um, very clearly. You sort of go to throw your voice, um, but you you throw it in the wrong direction. Uh, and you throw it here, sort of right in front of where you guys are about to run to. <laughs> the kobolds turn around as they so they spot the dog and they hear the bark okay. and they turn around and they see um, all of you guys sort of coming out from behind the tents as this happens. I will. Oh, I will actually. You going, can you hear me? Yeah, where'd you? Oh, uh, t- so I'm up. I'm, I'll move up ahead, and I've. I'm sort of yeah. going off what I've done in the past. I'm going yeah, off yeah. the same experience. I'll walk up to them in a in a real intimidating fashion and i'll look at them all and in draconic i'll say what are you all doing here get to the brawl now and sort it out given the parameters you described you don't even have to make a roll um <laughs> if you run up to them dressed in full armor shouting in draconic yeah they they sort of like throw a very shitty salute like hit themselves in the eye while they're doing the salute and then begin to run avoiding the death dog past the past the guard tower (laughs) one of the kobolds sort of hangs at the back and looks at you and goes what about the dog don't worry about the dog i'll handle it okay run (laughs) just start just start running away down towards the south um, so everyone else, how would how would how would everyone else have heard in Draconic what I just said, Owen? Uh, does anyone speak Draconic? I do. No, no. What can you give us a bit of a demonstration of Draconic? You want to hear what Draconic sounds like? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the kobolds sound like Raktur Vikam That's what you hear. Perfect. Cool. I just wanted to see what you, how you would react to it and how you would sort of put your spin on it. I, I enjoyed was thinking, it. I was thinking, oh, hey, bro, we're just some little kobolds going to be heading down to the south. <laughs> <laughs> now that's goblins. Um, that's yeah, goblins. so you guys, you guys, I'm only doing this New Zealand out of jealousy because your country's not on fire right now. Um, uh. You guys make your way out of camp. Um, I think that's the perfect time for a quick... Uh, quick break and we will come back with part two of episode six perfect Um, really well done you managed to pretty much get through that avoiding combat i'm really impressed you got you got some low rolls but you got the high rolls where it counted and you actually managed to get through that without any combat because that could have been pretty nasty oh yeah because we were split up as well 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah especially yeah, yeah. when you guys we were, were describing splitting up, I was sitting here thinking like, alrighty, so we're going to do some backup <laughs> characters and have those ready to go. <laughs> but um, no, really oh well gosh. done. Re- a plan no. in D&D that, that, that plan actually worked? Came out. That's yeah. impossible. Yeah, you guys uh, ran that really well. Really, I'm really, really happy well. with how the brawl sort of ended up working out. Like the green... The green heart and the black bulls like starting to duke it out, and then I got the re- uh, the red suns into it. I was like, got the red this suns couldn't involved. have gone better. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, yeah. I mean, when when you sort of said you were going to start a brawl, like in my mind, I'm like, all right, cool. You walk up to the red suns, you just like insult one of their mothers. Job done. Um, but the way you went about it was really that was really cool, and it worked out really really well in your favor in the end, knocking that dude out. Because um, when you yeah, got that, that damage, was... that was like most of his health. <laughs> No one's gonna fight you. If you take out if you take out a Goliath in one punch, no one wants to touch you. Because I'm like, fuck, am I just like fuck myself? Is no one actually gonna wanna fight at all right now? Was I I too good? Too awesome. I was too awesome. Because I know that I had a prosthetic arm and it was just and it was made of metal. I knew if I clocked him, I'm like, that's why I said, I'm hitting him with that arm, do I do any extra damage? And you said one D six, I'm like, fuck. I was thinking like a 1d4, but all right, let's go. Because um, well, normally an unarmed strike is 1d4. Um, yeah. And for this instance, because of the way that you're doing oh, it... Oh, man, one arm strike is normally just one damage and then plus your strength. Uh, you're proficient in unarmed strikes, aren't you, though? Uh, maybe. Sure uh, I probably would. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm how sure it works. If you're, if you're proficient, you use a d4. Um, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah, not same as monks. Um, cool. So that just gives you a little bit more of a stat buff. Yeah, if, if you're proficient in it, yeah. And it's it's not so much necessarily like... I mean, you're always better off using your Halberd, to be honest. Oh, Halberd, uh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's not, I don't think it's going to come up too often. It was so good for shock value, though, just to, mm. like, literally knock this Goliath out. <laughs> Even if you'd rolled a D4 um, with your plus three, that still would have been nuts. Yes. Um, <laughs> still would have been a lot of health. Like, yeah, they're just they're just mercenaries. So they're not yeah, not anything too strong. But no, everyone... All right, perfect. Yeah, we, will, well. we will see you guys yeah you guys did amazing um, we will see you all for part two uh, thank you so much for listening um, yeah we'll see you guys soon alright see you everyone see you guys bye